This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm your host, Paul Wolf, bringing you a look at the people, the places, and the events that make us the city with soul. And on today's show, the director of the Smith Robertson Museum and Cultural Center in the Ferry Street Historic District of Jackson, Gwen Harmon. Gwen says their small but mighty museum is a great starting place to discover more about the civil rights story in Jackson, Mississippi. Gwen, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I want to know a little more about you. Uh, give us just a glimpse and about the work you do at Smith Robertson Museum. Well, I'm a Mississippian. I um, was born and raised in Montgomery County, Winona, Mississippi, about an hour and a half from Jackson. I came to Jackson um, to attend Jackson State University and started my career here in my, in my adult life. Got married here, started a family here. Um, worked in media in the in the Mississippi the Jackson Mississippi marketplace for a number of years and then I, I left in the 90s and I've returned um, after that long hiatus I've returned about nine months ago to come in as the director of the Smith Robertson Museum and Cultural Center uh, I've had an ex- extremely you know pleasant career I've worked in museum uh, industry before coming to Jackson back to the Smith Robertson. I was in Memphis, Tennessee for 15 years uh, as director of marketing and governmental affairs for the National Civil Rights Museum there. Uh, So, yeah, back here now at home, I consider Jackson my home and it's nice to be back home. Yeah, the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis is such an impactful museum. But, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, Smith Robertson, it's a city owned museum and it's one of those underutilized, overlooked gems of the city. Why is it so special? You know, everyone says that who visits for the first time. Uh, They say, I I stumbled on you. I was on Yelp and somebody mentioned things we need to do when you're in Jackson. And I found you. I'm so glad I did. This is a, you know, it's small, but it's so impactful. Um, I think what it does, it doesn't overwhelm visitors. Uh, We are two floors. It takes about an hour and a half to tour from start to finish. And um, it highlights those persons from Mississippi who were such a strong part of the civil rights movement in Jackson and in Mississippi, but who also impacted the national movement. And so I think when people come into the Smith Robertson Museum for the first time or even second or third time, it's a sense of home. It's a sense of um, connecting with those characters in our exhibit space that they maybe have heard about, but they feel um, very much connected to them as human beings because they represent the everyday man and woman. Uh, who just got up one day and said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join this movement. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to make a difference for my children. And the beauty of that is those people's children are still here. You know, it's amazing for them to come, for a relative to come through the museum and say, oh, that was my teacher on the wall, or that was my mom's best oh, wow. friend. And that's like coming home. That's like a reunion. And you know how family reunions are in Mississippi. You know, anybody's <laughs> welcome and you're part, you're part of the family because you're there. So I think that's the beauty of the Smith Robertson. Especially special for the Smith Robertson Museum and for Jackson is the legacy of Megger and Merle Evers. You have a special exhibit, one of the most extensive dedicated to them, correct? It is. It is. Uh, I, I'm really very proud of that exhibit space. It's, it's the one I think that really tugs on the emotional strings. Uh, talking about a young man from his childhood in Decatur, Mississippi, all the way up to his death here in Jackson, Mississippi, 
And along that route, during the exhibit space, patrons get to learn about him as a child, as a young man, a young husband and father, and then as an icon. Um, people may not know some things about him that we want to share in that exhibit space. And I think that's important to, for them to know. Uh, they know that Medgar was the first field secretary of NAACP, and they know that he was assassinated um, in his home in Jackson, Mississippi, but they don't know a lot about him as a young college student, a veteran who got his college degree, who played football in college, who was on the debate team, who was just, a, he was like the Renaissance man of his day. He was Joe College and Joe Cool at the same time. And still he had a burning passion to make a difference. He could have just said, I'm gonna just do my job, you know, get a degree, get married and be quiet. But he just had this burning desire to make a difference. He always felt he was destined for something more. And I think they learn that when they go to the exhibit at the Smith-Robertson Museum. There's a lot to learn at Smith-Robertson Museum and Cultural Center and the Ferry Street Historic District of Jackson. You told me there are programs coming up where we can experience that history up close and personal during Black History Month, during February. Tell me more about that. Yeah, we're very excited to launch Black History Month 2022 with a special program we call Living History. Every Friday in February from 9.30 a.m. until 1 p.m., our visitors will get a chance to experience living history, characters brought to life uh, with the tremendous talents of the Jackson State University Theater and Drama Department, who will take on some of the characters in some of our exhibit space. And that's all I'm going to share because it's, it's a nice little surprise, aha moment for people who've never done a living history experience. So I want them to come and just, just soak it up. They're going to walk away learning so much more about the history of some of the people as they were a part of the movement and who were a part of Smith-Robertson's uh, museum history, which they may not know as well. They didn't know. A lot of people don't know that it was not always a museum. It was actually the Smith-Robertson School for Colored Students, started by a former slave. So we'll walk them from that point all the way through the 1960s. Uh, and living history is amazing. So we, we encourage people to come on Friday in February. Uh, and to come and experience that tour experience. If you want to bring your Sunday school class or a classroom or just friends and family, call and reserve some space and we make sure that we get you the ultimate experience and not be too crowded. But yeah, I think they'll walk away with a whole new sense of history and uh, a different way to make learning more fun and more immersive. We'll put links to that program in our show notes, Gwen. Now, of course, uh, I can't let you get away from here without a little fun, a little fun in Jackson, uh, something you might do in your off time. If you had 24 hours to show off the city to your family and friends, show them your Jackson, uh, where would you take them? Well, I got to go back to where I, I started my brain power. That's my, my alma mater, Jackson State University. It's in the, it's in the central part of a of, uh, of downtown Jackson. And it's so funny because when I was a student there, uh, my girlfriends and I used to walk from campus, believe it or not, to the Woolworths store downtown. And we know the history of Woolworths lunch counter. So this was in the seventies after the aftermath of all the sit-ins. We would walk there as college students to buy food at the, at the Woolworths lunch counter, uninterrupted, uh, unbothered, not arrested because people came before us who were. Uh, so I would I would show them Jackson State University, which to me is the brain trust of the city. Um, I would definitely take them to um, the, the stadium. We have a really great football stadium. I would drive them to some of the most iconic neighborhoods. People don't know Jackson, Mississippi, as we know it. They see it in the movies portrayed as these um, neighborhoods that are torn down and houses or shanties and 
you know, no culture and no class and no sense of pride. We have some tremendous neighborhoods here that represent the best of Jackson. Um, I would show them some of the architectural designs of that. I would take them to Fondren. I think Fondren is our new hip place. Um, and it's got a you know tremendous restaurants and shopping and a sense of uh, just community. You can just park your car and walk from shop to shop or you know restaurant to restaurant. So I, I love Fondren, the Fondren district. Gwen, what makes Jackson, Mississippi so special to you? You know, I could sound very cliche and say that people, everybody says it about their hometown or about their city. Um, I've moved away from here over 30 years ago. And the reason I moved back 30 years later is because there were people still here from 30 years ago that I felt still connected to, who hadn't changed, who hadn't moved. And I didn't have to do any kind of um, revamping in my own life. It was like I had been gone a couple of months. And I came back and started reconnecting with people. So it's the people who stayed. You know, there's an exhibit called Those Who Stayed. The people who stay in Jackson are, are special. They make the city what it is. They haven't given up. Uh, they're determined to see positive change and they welcome everybody. It's like a family reunion. Um, they welcome everybody with open arms and love. And they want to teach others about the history of Jackson, Mississippi. They want to educate others about the strong um, attributes that we have as a city and, and people who care. And I've, I've been, I've lived in several places. I've lived in Chicago and Florida and, uh, you know, Memphis, of course. And whenever I mention I'm and proudly say that I'm from Mississippi, people who've never been have this look of, Ooh, Oh, you, you, what Mississippi? I could, and one person said, I could never go there. And I said, well, I would always ask why, Oh, the racism, the judgmental, you know, the backwards thinking. And I said, you know, racism does not stop at state boundaries. And I can name you five high profile racial hate cases right now that didn't happen in Mississippi. And we have to teach people that. Mississippians, we have to stand up and say, George Floyd was not killed in Mississippi. Trayvon Martin was not murdered. In Mississippi. If you go down the road, yeah, we have a history of that. But because I think our history is so rich in that, we don't shy away from it. We approach it. We attack it. And we want to change it instead of run away from it and hide from it and pretend it never happened. So Mississippians are proud to be Mississippians. And that's the that's why I said that people make the difference in, in Jackson. We're proud to be Jacksonians. And we will stop you when you get a little bit too negative. You know, um, <laughs> we can say it because it's home and it's family. But you're not from here. Let me tell you the real the real points of interest when it comes to being a Jacksonian and living in this community. And we have to maintain that sense of pride of place. Nobody's going to do it for us. And the people who do come for the first time and leave, they are amazed. They're amazed at the food. They're amazed at the hospitality. Um, the, you know, the easy living, the, the stress-free living, the management of just having your life, um, you control it. You don't have to sit in traffic for 45 minutes a day trying to get to a job or just to go to the store, you know? So they're, they like that. And it's, it's affordable right now, which is very important, even though everything is skyrocketing nationwide, but living here is still pretty much affordable. So I say it's the wonderful people who have not given up, those who stayed. The director of the Smith Robertson Museum and Cultural Center right here in Jackson, Mississippi, Gwen Harmon. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Looking forward to more of these in the near future. Soul Sessions is a production of Visit Jackson. Our executive producers are Jonathan Pettis and Ricky Thigpen. To learn more about our organization and mission, head to visitjackson.com. I'm your host, Paul Wolf, and you've been listening 
to Soul Sessions. My 